Welcome to Race Time Radio. Good job, kid. Kid, you know who you are. Uh, does our opener. and Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Ked does a great job. Good evening, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Uh, soaking up a little bit of sunshine if you're in southern Ontario. Uh, we definitely didn't see any sunshine yesterday here in the province. Uh, man, big time rain came flying down out of the skies. And I know we got rained out up at Sauble Speedway, and I believe there was a number of other tracks that got rained out on the weekend. But uh, things did go green out on Canada's East Coast, and we're going to get into all that tonight and a pile more here on the show over the next two hours, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. What's going on tonight there, kiddo? How are you? Hey, we're back. Yeah, <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, nice to be back in the studio. You know, last uh, last weekend out there, um, spent a little bit of time on the road, getting some spotting in, mm-hmm. and uh, having some fun. That's right. You were spotting for... Josh Stoddy last weekend, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah I uh, it was it was a lot of fun. We got rained out uh, on the Saturday. The sun did. We got pushed over to Sunday um, for the second round of the APC series uh, at Flamborough Speedway um, for mm. the uh, the Interstate Batteries One Hundred. It was a lot of fun. We uh, we had a great run. It was a uh, damn near it was won a tough, yourselves a race. Yeah, we did. We you know Josh Stoddy drove the race of his life. A lot of people said that. Uh, the kid, uh, you know, he's had a lot of rough luck, and and you know he's he's you know you know struggled executing when when he didn't have the rough luck, and um, you know he he you know seems like he's always got a, a decent car through practice, through qualifying, the early portions of the race, and uh, just not able to to wrangle the whole deal together, and and. By God, I thought we had it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just uh, tough deal, uh, tough hard racing with him and uh, Jake Sheridan down towards the uh, the end of the race. Uh, three laps to go. They got into it a little bit. Uh, ah. Then there was a big wreck, um, and there was a big extended red flag for J.R. Fitzpatrick's big wreck with Dale Shaw up into turn one and two. Um, at that point, uh, we found out that we had a right rear going flat, and uh, that basically ended our chances. We came up with top 10, but uh, a top 10 in a straight race car, I, the, the rest of the field can't really say that. Um, so yeah. it, was, uh, it was definitely a, a good show. It was, de- it was 100% a rough race at Flamborough, but, uh, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it was unfortunate for the drivers. Um, I think the fans got, uh, you know, every nickel that they could ever ask for, mm. for torn up race cars, uh, if that's your thing. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's nobody's fault other than the racers. And, uh, you know, that, that stuff is bound to happen when you put, you know, 24 
cars on the racetrack that are all within a couple tenths of each other. Um, you know, it's bound to happen at some point, and uh, unfortunately, last weekend was one of those ones where mm. uh, there was uh, a lot of torn up stuff. And uh, you know, I, I think that uh, you know uh, there was a lot of hurt feelings leaving that place. I but, was just uh, going to say, what was the feeling like in the pits after the race? Was it fairly quiet? Because no, usually it was it was, it was tense. Was um, it? There yeah. was there was a tre- there was a tremendous amount of tension. Um, you know, I, I think that. Everybody walked out of there with a with a list of needs improvement. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Including including the winner of the race. I think you know usually even in a rough race um the the winner or or the top 3 can usually say you know we executed well and and uh it was what it was but i think even even Brandon Watson would agree with this um i think you know Trayton Lapsovich and PD Shepherd who were on the podium as well um I, I i imagine that each one of them could also point at a bunch of things that they need to improve upon or or should have improved upon uh, throughout the that race um there was just a tremendous amount of tight close quarters racing um you know where you know there were there were mistakes made um there were people with hurt feelings on the scoring side there was people with hurt feelings on you know the actual contact side and then there was people with with hurt feelings you know just um because they weren't fast enough you know so really when you look at uh you know the how tight the field is and and i've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people since then um man the, the competition level that we've seen um, at the APC race at Flamborough, second to none. Um, mm-hmm. Just a pile of people who are there for one thing only, and that's to win the race. And, uh, you know, when you see a guy like Brandon Watson be able to go out there and wrestle the win away from, you know, the, 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 the leaders and, and really fend off all the attacks that he went under, um, you know, that just added fuel to the uh, fire. It helps when you get your spot back after you spun. I can't, I couldn't quite figure that one out. So I clarification know. on that. It's been explained a yeah, few times. But clarification on that on, on, on. My eyes can only yeah. see what they see and what I see. No, was him definitely. go around. Uh, I didn't know the caution was out before that or if it was. Or the caution was just coming out. And, oh, and well, there's a big difference between cor- out and coming out. Correct. And that's, that's one of the things, obviously, but that's, that's, you know neither here nor there there was a, a hood and there was a fender and there was a big chunk of a dash uh strewn across the back straight away yep. um you know from the 81 car uh all at the same time kind of um now you know it, it is what it is um you know the yellow was apparently coming out for that reason and that's coming why he was out. that's why he was um you know put, put back, back in. into his spot um and yeah, it, it you know, looking back on it, I think that goes back to what I was saying. Everybody that left there felt like they have a needs improvement list. Yeah. And um, you know, and that's not to say anything bad about anybody that was there. It was it was just a, a, a one of those nights where everybody was fighting for every little square inch of that racetrack. Well, that's the way it and should that's, be. That's though. the way it should be. And yeah. and at the end of the day, you want to watch that as a fan. The unfortunate part is, is sometimes when you have a race like that, there's a lot of contact and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, uh, aggression that doesn't need to be there. Um, and 
um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you end up with uh, with damaged race cars, and and it's uh, you know, there's plenty of races where you can look back in time and you can say, you know, that was an amazing race for the exact same reasons why Flamborough wasn't a great race, right? Right. So it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, just the the stars aligned in, in the negative way. I go back to Delaware Speedway, um, you know, for the final race of 2019. Same way, right? It, was, yeah. it ended up as a fuel mileage race. It was a 100-lap race, and it ended as a fuel mileage race. J.R. Fitzpatrick, of course, picking up the win in that one, um, did not come out on <laughs> that front um, last weekend. Unfortunately, we're going to talk to him uh, coming up uh, in, the, in the first hour of the show, uh, talking about a lot of the rough luck that uh, the 84 camp uh, has, you know, has had um, so far to start the season off. Um, you know, started the race season off uh, night number one at Flamborough Speedway for uh, the Grisdale Triple Crown, wrecked on lap one. Nah. Um, you know, fast forward now to Delaware Speedway, had a great run at Delaware, um, you know, brought it home fourth. He was also the car owner for DJ, brought it home third, thought that he was on the other side of the bad luck. Man, was he wrong. Oh, man. Destroyed a car. Absolutely junk, garbage. The car is destroyed. Save the We're going to talk about it. And, uh, you know, of course, destroyed a car at Flamborough Speedway. Um, then, you know, he, he posted, he was very, very vocal about the, you know, the respect level on the racetrack. He was vocal about, you know, he, he was, he was emotional. He destroyed a race car. When you destroy a hundred thousand dollar race car, you're going to be mad. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, he, he made a post on Facebook. We're going to talk to him about that. Obviously, uh, the reach that it got, you know, it, it, it you know, it, whether you're a racer, whether you're a, co- a competitor to JR or whether you're just a fan or whether you're. You know, you don't know the whole situation. Um, take a look at Jared's Facebook, you know, page. Uh, scroll back a few posts. You can see the one with thousands of, of comments and likes. Um, you know, just put a spotlight where he felt like he should. And, and uh, of course, you know, they, they rallied. They got the car that DJ drove um, for uh, race number one over at Delaware, slapped the 84 decals on it. And uh, went out there um, at at uh, Delaware Speedway this past weekend, uh, Friday night, and uh, you know lap I think seven of the the first heat race. Uh, um, Jason Lidster, the uh, the the leader of the race, um, got into it with Brady Smith, went around off off the side of the thirty nine, right in front of the forty three, right in front of the the eighty four. Um, and absolutely destroyed the body again um, on that 84 car. Um, they thrashed all night. You know, they figure that they're on the other side of the bad luck. They roll into Flamborough Speedway the, the very next night. You know, Saturday they, night, last they night. They thrashed. They got the, the car back together, got a new nose, got new fenders, got, you know, a new hood. Uh, they repaired the dash work and all the, all the parts and pieces. Um, and, uh, went out there and, uh, blew a motor on lap four or five of practice. And, uh, that was that. So, um, man, uh, I can't say enough and I've said it to JR himself, but, uh, you could write a season on the bad luck that he's our, or you could write a book on, on the, the luck that he's experienced this season so far. Uh, but we've seen the best of the best go through the same type of deal. Yeah. And, uh, it's just one of those deals. He's, he's a true racer. And uh, looking forward to catching up with him on this show. Absolutely. Let me tell you who we got coming on this program. Already 12 minutes in. My God, we got to hurry up now. Uh, The first guest we're going to have coming up, Nicholas Noggle, uh, did a great job at Riverside International Speedway. Uh, The East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, 
hit the racetrack for the first time at Riverside out in Antigonish, uh, James River. Uh, they got on the racetrack just last night, and it was Nicholas Noggle in the 08 car going to Victory Lane, his second win in the Tour, both of them coming at Riverside, and uh, the most recent, last night, and Nicholas Noggle's going to join us live here on the show in just a couple of moments. We will hear from the number 84, J.R. Fitzpatrick. Well, I don't know how much we'll be talking about all the bad luck that he had, uh, but we are going to take a look down the road. Uh, he's got a couple of races coming up next weekend at Sobble Speedway as the APC Series gets back on track at the beach come Saturday night. And we'll find out how JR is getting prepared for that race. And, of course, we got the Beat the Heat 150. Also a pro late model race coming up Sunday night. So lots of racing to do. We'll find out how much JR will be doing. We'll also talk about the NASCAR Pindy Series here tonight. LP Dumoulin, the Weather Tech Dodge, is getting set for race number one in Canada's National Tour. We'll check in with LP Dumoulin tonight on the show. We'll go back to the East Coast again and catch up with the Ironman, Gary Elliott. Of course, the Quaker State Chevrolet. Uh, Gary Elliott moved out to Antigonish, or not Antigonish, I guess he's out in uh, New Glasgow or somewhere around there. Maybe Truro, Truro. Um, but nevertheless, Gary Elliott, no longer a resident of Ontario, he is out in Nova Scotia. We'll check in with Gary. He's coming off, I believe, uh, top 10, top 12 race uh, at Riverside. But we'll talk to Gary not only about Riverside. We'll check in with him and find out his thoughts heading into Petty International Raceway, which is the next race in the tour out there. So we'll check in with Gary on that. Then off we go to Saskatoon, and we'll catch up with Kelly Admiral, a driver of the number eight. He went to Victory Lane in the Super Late Models out in Saskatoon just last night. We'll check in with him if we have any time left. Uh, the RS1 series uh, went green at Penticton Speedway, their first race after rebuilding the racetrack. Uh, it's all done. They finally got rubber on road, and it was Trevor Siebert claiming victory in race number one. Riley picks up win in race number two, same night, double features for the RS1 Tour, and it was the Seabird boys, one and two, uh, winning race one and two. If we get enough time, we're going to check in with Riley here tonight on the show. All that and a pile, pile more we've got to discuss right here on Race Time Radio. We'll get to it on the other side of break number one. And it's coming at you right now. Stay with us. Junior and I will be back in just a shake. Hey, race fans. Jared Fitzpatrick, driver of number 84. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. 
people you might call neighbors. We'll be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rack Hunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. Side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And there we go. We got the break clear and out of the way. Let's get to the hotline, shall we, Junior? And let's bring in guest number one. This guy uh, picks up his second win of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. He did it at Riverside International Speedway. Got a rank right up there for Mr. Nicholas Noggle. He, that's the site of both of his wins. Riverside, he joins us now on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Nick? How you doing? Fantastic. Hey, congratulations. Another win for you, Riverside. I bet you love that joint. Yeah, no, I've been starting to grow fond of that place. It's uh, been pretty good to us the last couple of years. Well, you got to have, you got to be good to have good luck. And uh, that 08 car was right on point. Man, I watched the race. Uh, Tim Terry, Dylan, uh, watched it on Tim's Corner. And uh, man, a great race. Looked like a beautiful day at Riverside. And uh, you guys uh, definitely had a good race all the way through. Yeah, it was it was a fairly hot day all day. We ran in the top five and time trials and stuff, and just uh, tried to dial the car in for a long race and played out to our favor there. Yeah, it sure did, man. Uh, uh, the '99 Craig Slon White, he was kind of glued to the bumper there a wee bit. I thought, hmm. Now I don't know whether Nick is using everything he's got. 
uh, and just staying ahead of the 99. Didn't know if Craig was using everything he got. And then in the closing laps, it looked like uh, Craig was reeling you in in the turns. But uh, you still had lots of ponies coming down the straightaway because the 99 didn't have nothing for you uh, by the end of the straightaway. Yeah, no, we, uh, that race, we knew it was going to run long. And the whole goal was just to save tires. So we had something left there at the end. And then luckily when it came down to go time, it was go time. We put the hammer down and just tried to make sure we could stay far enough out front to, to get the win. Well, you did that. Uh, second win at Riverside. Uh, first one of 2021. A good spot to be in. Where does that set you in the points? How did you do race number one? Good. So is that the eye, uh, idea then, Nick? You got the eye on the big prize. You want to go after the title this year? Uh, you should know better than that, Joe. <laughs> I mean, we never points race. Like, the goal is to just go and race every race like we're trying to win it, and hopefully the points fall in the line at the end. Uh, and they that's, always do, don't they? That's what racers say until you're in the hunt with, with two races to go. <laughs> that changes, though, right? The mentality never really changes around here. I'm not going to lie. We yeah. go prepare every week the same way and hope for the best at the end. I'm not one to settle in for a second place. I hear you. I hear you. No, for sure. And that's that's what fans pay to go see. That's what that's what's exciting sure. about racing. Nicholas, uh, talk a little bit about your your program over there. Um, obviously, you've uh, you know over the past couple of years, you've you've traveled lots. COVID put a damper on that uh, dramatically for for everybody, but uh, but it, it did for you as well. Uh, but talk about your program and where it sits. Obviously, in Victory Lane, it sits well. But uh, uh, what's what's the program look like on your end? Um, who who are you driving for? What, what what chassis manufacturer and those types of things? Yeah, no, I, we, you know us. We usually try and race in the south as much as possible, but unfortunately with COVID, it hung us back. We're hoping to get started here again come fall time. But I mean, we got big support from the Bandoran crew over there, Butch and Johnny. I mean, they build a hell of a product. It's it's always fast, no matter where we go, and they support their gear anytime. I can call Butch and ask them anything I need. And, I can't thank them boys enough. They've definitely have turned us around and we've grown a big friendship with that whole family over there. And just it's bringing our program leaps and bounds forward. Absolutely. So no, you sure. get off to Petty International Raceway next. No rest for you now. Straight back at it coming up next Saturday night. How do you do at Petty? I know Hicken owned that place. He's no longer with the tour. How about you? How are you at Petty? Yeah, we race there three weeks ago now and it was always one of my harder tracks but i think we're finally starting to get dialed in there we ran up front most of the race battling with uh film blank going there the other van Dorn car and uh, we're starting to get it dialed in I'm, I'm looking forward to going back there we have some stuff to prove so i definitely like to try and put it on the podium there and continue this run for the points championship now no dylan uh, at riverside didn't see him race number one either have you talked to the dillmeister is he coming out or is he just playing coy doesn't want to be part of the points so he sits a couple out or what <laughs> you know dylan it's hard to tell with him i know he's just uh he's been busy with the new business and all that and 
think he's more looking to just enjoy the season, have a lot of fun racing, and not too tied up on making every single race. Yeah. Uh, well, it's still exciting, I'll tell you. There's a lot of really good cars on that racetrack. Uh, track position probably means everything. Uh, you get to qualifying at Petty. Do you put a lot of emphasis on qualifying there, or what's it like at Petty? Well, usually if we're going there for just a Petty race, we would time trial. And uh, I, I really like that. It used to be one of my faults. I just couldn't time trial worth anything. And in the last two years, with the help of Butch Van Doren and Travis Braden down south, they've really helped me get myself better at it. And I really do feel it's one of our strong suits now is to go and time trial a car. But uh, unfortunately, with the tour, I'm sure that we will be doing heat races next week. So where it's just a random draw, you never know where you're going to start. But uh definitely makes it interesting for the fans. Yeah, hang on tight, right? Heat races, anything can happen, right? Yeah, heat, heat races are good for uh, a show. They put on a good show. But unfortunately, it's just another opportunity for something bad to happen. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. But, uh, you know, when you look at, at the, the time trial aspect, it's funny, you know, it's, uh, you, you know, I, I like it equal as a fan, sitting off to the side, I like watching a good time trial session as well, you know, it's, I love watching the excitement level of, there's just something about it, when it's just one guy on the racetrack, and, you know, you watch that score clock knowing that, you know, it could be two-tenths of a second, it could be half a tenth of a second, it could be whatever he needs to get out of that car. There's an art form to guys who are good at time trialing, and, and there's there's definitely, you know, a, a completely different mindset when it goes into, um, you know, qualifying a car in a heat race versus that. Um, what's your favorite? Yeah, I prefer time trialing yeah. at this point. I never used to. I used to like heat racing because yep. uh, it was a more race craft. But I find with the time trials now, it's it's a completely different experience. I mean, you're truly going out there and holding your breath for two laps and hanging the car out as far as you possibly can. And it takes a, it takes as much driver as it does car for uh, a change. Whereas in the heat races, I always found you're you're racing hard, but you don't want to wreck anything. You don't want to burn your tires up because you're going to have to race on them. And you're you're very methodical about it, whereas a time trial, it's truly just put the helmet on, shut up for two laps, and go and do your own thing. We're with Nicholas Noggle tonight. Driver of the 08 in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour goes to Victory Lane, Riverside International Speedway, as they got their season opener underway just last night. And, of course, Nick goes to Victory Lane in the parts for Trucks 150. Uh, great race for you, Nick. Uh, it, by the sounds of it, too, that's that new Smyrna Speedway, uh, I don't know, uh, experience, if you will, coming into play. Uh, you go down to Speed Weeks like you've, doing, it, like you've done the last couple of years. Uh, you go down there, and that's what it's all about, right? It's all time trial uh, to go out there and get into your race. Uh, that's probably where time trials uh, came into play for you right yeah no that's that's one experience i've missed out on the last year like i'm really looking forward to getting back down it's it's nine nights straight of truly going out and learning every single night and it's definitely helped me improve my racing a lot being able to do that night after night and look back at the previous night and think about what you could have done different and then go try it the following night but uh down there getting the time trial every night and stuff it's it's better. It was better for me to help me try and learn 
because we don't didn't get the opportunity here. When I started with the Pro Stock Tour, it was the first year that they stopped doing time trials, so I didn't have much of an opportunity to learn it. And getting to go down south and race at all these big races, it's really helped me improve on myself. Absolutely. Nicholas, uh, we got to talk uh, a little bit about the, the elephant in the room, and that's the, uh, the, the series itself and, and, you know, the beginning, the beginning you know, of this series for t- 2021. Um, you know, the race number one obviously didn't have the car count that we all wanted to have. Um, you know, race number two didn't have the car count that we wanted to have. What was the atmosphere like at the racetrack? Is it coming back to normal now? Obviously, as we move forward in the season, a little bit more preparation by the sounds of it for, for some of the other competitors uh, and those types of things. But what's the overall atmosphere like, um, you know, getting to Riverside and then as well, you know, obviously in, in Victory Lane at Riverside and in the pit area around the racetrack, um, what's the atmosphere looking like and uh, are you seeing a, a big big resurgence and and are we going to see you know a, a little bit of a different energy level uh, as we move forward to petty and beyond yeah i know it's an unfortunate part about the way the maritime provinces are right now and the way our tour runs where usually we'd be able to travel in between all three of them but with the different laws going on in each province right now we're having issues with being able to get fans more than anything whereas uh that's tending to hurt our car count right now and it's a, it's very unfortunate because it's on no fault of the tour or the new sponsor they're amazing it's great to have east coast international on board but uh unfortunately due to this i mean each each track wants to get their full season and we never got to start racing until really the middle of july so the unfortunate part about last week is we had three competing tracks all running at the same time all running pro stock races and it was more which track is closer do I want to go to? It wasn't so much as, oh, I want to make sure I'm on the tour, I want to do this. It was everyone just wants to get racing now. So it's where can we go and run and race. Yeah, yeah and try and do I, it affordably because yeah. uh, no doubt the pandemic has actually hurt absolutely everybody. Either it's been really, really good for you, or, been or really, it's been really, really, really bad. So. I was I caught some flack for for how vocal I was about how little cars were at the track, and for sure, you know, the competing portion of having three three tracks for sure. Um, you know, and and I, I my standpoint is the you know and and it is what it is i'm i'm vocal about it and and i have an opinion on the entire thing really the the king pin in the entire in in the entire maritimes is that tour and and the, i know that the tracks matter i know that the the other race tracks matter equally i know that you know the other divisions at the other tracks matter equally um and i know that it's not just all about the tour um, but the fact that that there were not the amount of cars at the tour, I do hold that, you know, and, 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 and I'm, I'm critical about that because I really feel that if they didn't pull the pin and say, OK, today we're allowed to race today we're going if they didn't do that and they held out for three weeks then everybody would say well why didn't the tour go immediately when it should have you know so i look at that and obviously damned damned if you you don't don't. exactly and 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 really you know it's it is a shame because i think that you know if the tour is successful ultimately everybody else is going to be successful and the reason why there's enough pro stock tour cars in the maritimes right now is because of the tour 
Um, you know, I, I wish that everybody looked at it like you guys did and, and, and really, you know, supported the, and that comes down to the competitors. It comes down to the other tracks. It comes down to everybody, uh, working together. And that's the thing that uh, it seems like, you know, didn't happen. Um, and, and I apologize for getting anybody's hair up with my post last week or not last week. Yeah. Last week. Um, when, when, you know, I, I seen only eight cars in the pit area, but, um, you know, I'm glad to see more at, at Riverside. I'm hoping to see more at Petty. Um, just keep on, keep that momentum going. Congratulations on the win. It doesn't matter how many cars were in the pit area. You won the race and, and it's not because there was a lack of cars. You beat the likes of Butcher. You beat the likes <laughs> of Proud. You beat the likes of all the, all the fast guys out there. Um, and, uh, it, it sounds like, uh, you guys have got your program dialed in. Nicholas, congratulations and, and, uh, uh, go get it out in Petty and, and, uh, good, good on you for, for supporting the series. Yeah, I really appreciate that. We uh, we've been really working hard at it the last couple of weeks and making sure that we're ready. It's it's unfortunate with the way the provinces are right now that uh, everyone can't get along per se. But uh, uh, yep. I think as 100%. we move on, things will get better and you'll see a lot more racing. And definitely, all the all the guys want to get racing. So I'm hoping everyone will will get to the next couple tour races and we'll have bigger car counts again and. Go put on some shows. Uh, guaranteed that's going to happen. That's what happens out there. Uh, some amazing racing. Uh, the 08 car, well deckled up once again, I might add. Uh, you got some uh, great sponsorship on that machine there, bud. Yeah, thank you. No, we got to thank all the sponsors. Got to thank Broadcom Construction, Vinyl Effects, Mobile One. I mean, those are the people that make this happen. And more importantly, I, I got to thank my entire crew, my mom, my dad, my girlfriend. I mean, Everyone that's with us that helps us. I mean, they understand how many hours goes in this week. At the end of the day, we're really a family team. We're not a company. We're nothing more. We're just a bunch of us and our friends trying to have a good time and go out there and be competitive and show these guys that boys really can still just go out and race hard and end up on top. Well, you did that this week at Riverside. Good luck at Petty. And uh, we thank you so much for your time tonight, Nicholas. Uh, Good job, man. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate you having me on the show anytime you want to again. We'll save your spot. Go out there and beat him at Petty. We'll get you back on here next Sunday night. Let's plan on it. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. That's Nicholas Noggle. You can catch him in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour in that 08 car. He's come a long way, Junior, in a relatively short period of time. I can remember when Nicholas started out. And I'll tell you what, he struggled at the beginning, uh, but it didn't take him long to get his feet under him to get that car moving. And I'll tell you what, he was competitive right on the edge, didn't win a race, and then all of a sudden, boom, away he goes. He gets that win. Now win number two. Watch out. Win number three is coming. Yeah, definitely. And and he, he might have a deep voice. You know, he, we commented on it uh, just the way that he answered the phone. He's got a deep voice. The oh, guy does. Yeah. He's still a young guy, and yep. he's got a tremendous amount of youth there. Um, he, he's putting together a program. Um, you know, when you see that 08 hauler roll in, it's no joke. It's a They've got a full program. I know it's a family-run team, um, but the relationships that they have put together, um, you know, I, I asked him the question on the chassis side uh, for a reason, and that's because you know that Butch and those guys really helped them out and uh they've got a tremendous amount of relationship 
uh, you know, down in the in the southern United States, and um, they've got technology, they've got you know a, a, a great racing program, they've got a solid team behind them, and uh, they have built quite the pro stock tour team. Uh, which is really tough to do in a short period of time. And uh, they've done it. Um, they're contending for wins now, obviously, winning races. And uh, there's there's a lot more that we're going to see out of that Noggle camp as the years trickle on by here. Uh, I think that you're gonna he's going to be a player for a long period of time in that uh, in in really all forms of late model racing across Canada, across the United States as well. The next tour race, Petty International Raceway, New Brunswick. You don't want to miss it. Absolutely uh, dynamite racing next weekend. Make your way to Petty International Raceway. Watch that 08 car uh, and all the rest of them. Always different tracks, different bunch that is uh, going to be out there contending for that win. And uh, it's going to be a dynamite uh, pro stock race. We'll talk a little bit more about it in hour number two with Gary Elliott. He is going to be coming up on the show. We'll check in and uh, get an idea of what Gary's looking at heading into Petty. But uh, our next guest is going to be a guy. No, he didn't have no victory this weekend. Uh, He is still uh, really struggling. But I thought it would be a great idea. He's got a lot of fans across this country. uh, And J.R. Fitzpatrick is going to join us on the other side of the break. We'll talk to him about what's to come this coming weekend and what his plan is going forward uh, it'll be a great discussion. I know it will be. Stay with us. Junior and I will be back in just a moment. <laughs> you want to talk Throw dirt racing, we got the dirt guy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. right. How dirty can we get? <laughs> I'm Pete Becknell from Merrittville Speedway, and you're listening to Race Line. Oh. <laughs> I knew I, I knew I'd do that. <laughs> Is this a test? Hi, I'm Pete Becknell from Merrittville Speedway, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. 
you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchat. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you close. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. I think I like it, too. That's Joey Vinegar. Yeah, he's got a new tune up. Just seen it on uh, uh, Facebook the other day. Uh, check him out. Joey Vinegar. Uh, you'll, you'll like it. He's got some really good tunes. Let's get back to the show, shall we? And uh, our next guest. Uh, the, the, if there wasn't a thing called bad luck, this guy wouldn't have had any luck these last few weeks. Uh, of course, I'm talking about J.R. Fitzpatrick, driver of the number 84 in the APC series. Uh, you can also catch him at Flamborough Speedway, uh, normally on their uh, Grisdale Triple Crown nights. And, uh, man, it, usually whenever there's a, a race car on track, this guy is, uh, he definitely tries to be there. Let's welcome in J.R. Fitzpatrick, shall we? What's going on tonight there, J.R.? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Not doing too bad, man. Uh, I'm really glad, first of all, to talk to you. Um, after seeing what I seen a couple of weeks ago, uh, you really, really hammered the wall hard at Flamborough Speedway and destroyed race car number one in the 84 family. And uh, I'm just glad to actually talk to you because that was a hard hit. Did it feel as hard in the car as what it looked from outside the car? Yeah, it- usually never a good thing when at the end of the straightaway uh, you get turned and and put driver's side in the wall really but um i mean it, it hurt i think adrenaline took over for a little while when i got out and i didn't feel much but later on that night it's just a little sore for a couple of days but i've hit harder and, and and had some experience hitting stuff so you know i got over it i'm all right now now nah, and that's good jr um uh, i'm glad to see you are okay gotta also ask you did the fuel cell split in that race car? Because it damn well looked like it was, or was that fluid coming out from the front end? No, that it, yeah, that's the first time I ever had that happen. It, it split the fuel cell right, right. I don't think it's. I think it just cut it because the can squished up so much. But uh, I think it was the angle we hit because the plates that we have to put on the front and the back are still on there and they're straight. It's just uh, 
kind of the angle I hit it, it kind of hit it in the side. So I think mm. it just cut it and split it open. So it was uh, definitely hard hit that way. Uh, unreal. Unreal. Well, uh, like I say, I'm glad to talk to you. Uh, glad to see you're okay. That race car definitely wasn't okay. Is it scrapped? Did that car go down the road and you pull out bullet number two for what was uh, Delaware Speedway Friday night this past week? Yeah, so that the WMI car, it's the first time I've ever sent it home on a flatbed just because I would have damaged my trailer too much trying to get that in there. And, and the guys at Ray's Towing gave me a, a really good uh, deal to get that thing home. So got to thank them guys for getting that home, no problem. And, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, when you look at something and, and you know what everything costs and the time that's involved, that's kind of what happened when we got home that night. It's just kind of just looked at it quick. Well, first off, I had to put it in the shop using my tractor because it wouldn't roll. So that's usually your first sign that it's going to be expensive. Mm. And uh, I don't know, just more so time and money. I just said, you know what, like, we'll just park this and, and look at it later. And, and then uh, so I told DJ, I, the car was already here, but I told DJ I'm going to take the car even racing and, and get it going. So I put all my uh, springs and shocks on that I normally run on the other car. I broke the right rear, so I still got DJ's right rear on it, but... Um, and then, uh, I tested it. No, I didn't even, did I test? No, I, I tested down the driveway. Anyway, the first time I drove it was when I went to Delaware on Friday. Cause it was kind of like a date night for Laura and I, and we we're just sitting here and then, uh, in the afternoon she's like, well, I'm bored. So let's go to the racetrack. So we decided to go down and, and, and move some weight around cause their weights are a little different and put a restrictor plate on and off we went to Delaware. Incredible. Now, uh, you got to the racetrack. Did the car feel okay out of the box? Honestly, when I got there, all we had to do was change gear, and everybody was excited that I was there because they didn't expect me to come. And uh, went out and practiced, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was really close. I mean, I had to just move a couple packers around, but by the last practice there, I mean, I thought the car was really, really good. I think we were quickest, but I didn't have a transponder. So it didn't show it. Just from what everybody said, stopwatch, it was pretty fast. And, and it felt good because um, feedback from DJ when he drove at Delaware, I don't care what anybody says, DJ is definitely one of the top guys at Delaware Speedway ever. So I texted him a couple things on the way there, and he gave me some tips for the place, and, and it worked. I mean, the, the car was really smooth, a lot smoother than what I had in my package before. So I definitely think it was a really upsetting crappy deal but at the same time it's exciting only because i finally got something i feel i can drive for 100 laps because those bumps are nasty so if you can get something that works good around there um you'll be good and i'm only excited about that knowing that i think we we did come out of there a little ahead with with some setup knowledge at least absolutely yeah. you, you just about need a you just about need a mouth guard for race number one you were hopping all over the track um and and that was where dj was kind of a little bit better than you right he was just the smoother and uh you know it just i remember it you standing in in victory lane talking to dj about that very thing <laughs> you know you're like you know if we go softer you know you would have gobbled them up um, yeah but uh Looking at, uh, you know, obviously you go out there lap seven now uh, in heat race number one. Uh, the leaders get into it a little bit. Lidster ends up going around off the side of the 39 car. Um, you know, a, a, a race and deal of sorts and, and uh, um, you know, just absolutely nowhere to go. There's an inside wall. There was a car to your outside. Um, everybody everybody stood on the binders and, and uh, you know, it, 
it, it, things happened. Um, and uh, the, the 43 ended up uh, basically directly on top of the 84 car. Um, how much damage was there after that? Um, we'll get into the second phase uh, after you answer. Um, yeah, with BJ, I mean, that's all it was really. It was just a compliance issue because we were parked beside each other in practice, and the yep. cars were very close, but he just had a, a much more forgiving package, I would say, than what I had. And, and, man, I'm telling you, right before we went out to qualify, I was sitting there holding the stuff in my hand saying, do I do it, do I not, do I do it, do I not? And then it's like, you know, you get too many people chatting in your ear, and you're just like, ah, fine, whatever. But I should have did it because then we probably would have beat them. But at, before that, I mean, I was still – before that caution, I was like a seventh-place guy. Um, so I was happy to get out of there with fourth. And then, yeah, so the heat race is actually lap three. It was seven to go. Seven to go, happened. that's right, yep. So, yeah, I had to start at the back in the first heat, which from what I've been told, they're not sure why they put me in the first heat because the first heat, I guess, is the more, I don't know, like the, I guess we call them little less experienced guys. So I don't know why I was in that heat. Actually, I shouldn't even say that. I don't even know why that would make sense. Because Jay Doerr has been around forever and has a ton of laughs around there. Mm. Um, but they asked me why I was in the first heat, and I said, I have no idea. I was just told. But anyway, so, yeah, was Jay Doerr and I started near the back, and we just kept chucking along there in a couple laps. And, and uh, we got up to, I don't know, what was it, third and fourth. And, and I was just I just throttled up. I was just wide open coming out of four. You know, you're looking that little bit ahead. But the problem is all top five were so close and so tight i couldn't see anybody ahead of me because i was basically in jay door's uh tire tracks and then man just like when when he let up because the car in front of him was spinning it was too late like i just i smacked him like full <laughs> throttle wide open coming out of four and like he was on my roof and it, and, in, and in terms of what it wrecked it wrecked everything it knocked the carburetor off it, it destroyed the air box the air dam in the front the whole body basically i had to replace the roof uh, the wow. whole front end, the rad, like oil lines, it screwed everything. So that was disappointing, and and uh, and like I honestly could have cried after that race. I was just like, like, how does it get yeah. any worse? Like we come just for some fun and and basically test the car before going to Flamborough the next day because we were trying to go for Flamborough points again, and uh, we took it home in another basket. Incredible. Uh, if not for bad luck, you'd have none at all. Uh, so now you're two cars down. You, you got, uh, you know, a car A or car number one is in a basket. Now you got car number two out. Uh, you take it down there. It gets destroyed. Now, that's got to be it for the weekend, right? You guys are done. You're going to go home and you're going to revisit everything. But not so. You, Teddy McAllister, uh, go back to the shop and uh, you start working on it that night on Friday night, putting everything back together. Take us through what that was like. Yeah, I mean, basically, like, I literally did, like, an interview. Like, I literally was about to cry. Like, I was just, just so stressed out and, and just sick of wrecking stuff and working on this stuff. And just my head's a mess because just, I was just, just brutal, right? <laughs> And then anyway, I was walking back, and I'm like, fuck, like, that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, that, that sucks, because, like, we're going to go for the Flamborough Championship, and we're not going to make it now, and Ted's like, no, 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 we're going, we're going home to fix this. I'm like, yeah, well, man, you know, like, how much work this is? Like, he's like, oh, I know all about it. We're going tomorrow, whether you like it or not. I'll be down there all night. You can join me if you want. So, of course, you know me, I'm like, all right, let's do it. So, we loaded up on some Rockstar, and 
and uh, we made a stop at Whitey's on the way on the way back and uh, grabbed a couple fenders, uh, a nose, and then he bent me up a bumper bar because uh, his bender's wicked, so that makes wicked parts. So <laughs> bent it up a bumper, and then uh, Ted and I went home. I think by the time I got home, it was 11.30. By the time Ted got here, it was midnight. And by, I'm going to say, well, we worked all night. We didn't stop. And I think by about... 1.30, it started raining here, so we kind of were, that's 1.30 the next day, by the way. Right. I was sitting there, it started raining, and I started, like, getting more tired, Now it was raining. So I kept asking Slammer, like, what's the deal? It was raining everywhere in Ontario. Like, are you going to call it or not? And we kind of just, like, sat there for a little while thinking hopefully they're going to cancel in a way. And then they kept saying, no, it's going to be good, it's going to be good, it's going to clear up. So we just kept working, did a quick setup on it, and, and then, uh, you know, we, we ended up going to track. The only thing we had to do is vacuum it, clean it, and uh, put uh, reset the hood pins, and uh, we made it. <laughs> Somehow we made it. <laughs> Incredible. That there is like a Junior Hanley story, a uh, Don Biederman type story, where they would go... Uh, the only difference is they didn't wreck the night before. <laughs> well, no, that's, yeah, that's what exactly, I'm saying. Yeah. They would get into a wreck. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? There, there was no give up. There was no quit. Yep. There was, uh, you know, with Junior Bobby would kick in, and yep. uh, there was always something. And that's what uh, it, that's what great race car drivers are built of. That right there, you get down, you dig, you don't quit. And I know every sign Jr. is telling you, okay, that's enough. Back off. You've had enough. Take a week off. Let's regroup. Uh, but that isn't the case. So you make it to Flamborough Speedway. Miraculously, it didn't rain. It, miraculously, you guys got the car all back together. So what happened at Flamborough Speedway? Did the rain eventually come down, or what happened? Yeah, I mean, it eventually started to rain, but we ended up did getting practice, and I go out and do three last practice, and the motor locks up. No. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, now, do you think that was attributed, Jr. to the wreck on Friday night with the same car? Well, we were concerned because we thought, you know what, maybe because what happened is when the breather and everything broke off, like fiberglass and stuff went into the carb, and I seen that right away. So, you know, I told Ted and, and anybody else who was around that don't touch the carb because all we're going to do is put the carb hat on. When we get home, we're going to take it off and don't open it. And uh, so we did that and vacuumed a couple little pieces of fiberglass out. But anyway, long story short, we were worried that it was a bent valve because of that. Mm. So when we were at the track, we took all the rocker covers off and checked all the rockers and everything was fine. Uh, no bent valves. It didn't blow any smoke. It was it's definitely a bearing issue. Um, so it, that may have been just from the sudden stop, right? Because I was wide open and I hit that guy and I came to a stop. So Right. Right. You never know. Something with them little motors, something may have moved so slightly. It might have moved the crank just enough that it burned something. You don't know. I don't know. Right. Um, all I know is it sucks. Well, I can tell you, uh, and, and probably safe to say, and I believe everyone listening to this show will back it up, your bad luck should be all out of the way now, JR. It should be all gone. What are your plans for this coming weekend? Are you gonna? You gotta race, right? You gotta go. It's what you do. Yeah, I mean, literally after the motor blew up, I was so tired because I haven't slept yet. I literally come home. You know, my wife Laura is like obviously very supportive with everything, and she's just like, "Well, what are you gonna do now?" I said, "I'm just going to sleep. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to look at it. Just go to bed." Because at first, when I drive home, I was like. 
frick, like, I don't know how I can go on. Like, it's just the workload is just insane. You know, it's working every day, and then you come home, and you bust your butt all night. And so, and then I woke up this morning with a little more clear mind, and then I started cleaning the shop. Laura and the girls came down to help clean up the shop. So the plan was to find or take the Ford out of the wreck and put in this car, but then uh, I may have someone who might want to purchase a car now. So now it's like, okay, well, I don't want to risk wrecking the car because um, it's a great car and the guy wants to start practicing soon. So right, might leave that car home and might pull the old faithful number three out <laughs> that we still have that not many every nobody really really remember. But we got our car from the 2019 still is covered up old faithful, I guess we can call it. And right. So we're gonna pull her out and I guess put the, a fuel cell back in it and my feet and belts and, and put an engine in it and see what we got. <laughs> yeah, rebrand it as the number 84 and away you go. Yeah, and you know what? Luckily, I don't have to spend money on decals because it, it, it's, uh, it's ready to go. Well, you've got to love it when at least that plan will come together. JR, we're getting real close to the top of the hour. i got to throw it back to Toronto, but... Uh, Man, I'll tell you what, it's been exciting. Coming up, you got the APC race coming up Saturday and the Beat the Heat 150 on Sunday. That's, uh, what, 250 laps, uh, an opportunity uh, for you to get out there and run that many laps and uh, some real good coin on the line. I think I like your chances this weekend, man. Well, I've always liked Sobble. I've, I've actually always been really good at Sobble. I've always led laps in APC events there, so... Hopefully that trend continues, and hopefully we can bring Old Faithful there. Hopefully I can get it ready in time and uh, try to have some fun. I mean, I really think at this point we got to try and make some fun of it and and just just get some laps in and, and get through this year, and then I'll regroup for, for next year and, and see what happens. Well, the beach is always a, a fun spot to be. I know it is uh, like coming home for you. Uh, that's where you started out, that little junior late model. You get out there. Uh, I know we can't wait to see you at the beach, and uh, fans will be over-revved when they see that number 84 come in, especially after all you've been through in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, JR, thanks for doing what you do. Uh, thank Teddy for us, too, for keeping you out there. Uh, Laura, for keeping you going. And uh, we look forward to catching you at the beach this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, sorry for cussing. Uh, <laughs> always always good in a, in a pro late model. Only decent in a junior late model. Just saying. Oh. <laughs> oh how'd that feel? Hey, it's you, on the record, so you can just say whatever you want. I'll just pull up stats, my man. You, 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 can, call, you can call me chubby later. It's all right. <laughs> JR, thanks so much for the time, my man. See you guys. You betcha. JR Fitzpatrick, driver of the 84. I thought it was vitally important to get JR on the air tonight. 100%. Uh, we, we get winners on a lot of the times. And uh, you know what? You get a guy like JR that uh, just never quit attitude. I couldn't believe what you showed me on Friday night. Yeah. After that, I thought, oh, man, that's two cars for JR. He's got to be done. And then I hear he blows a motor on Saturday night. I thought, wow. oh, it can't get any worse. But uh, JR, true racer, look at him go. Watch him at the beach this coming weekend. I got to throw it back to Toronto. We will be back for hour two in just 90 seconds. Don't you go anywhere, LP Dumoulin. NASCAR talking next right here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us.
You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Like, oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. <laughs> and welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight, and so glad you could be along for the ride. Our number two begins as we speak right now, and uh, up next, we're going to talk NASCAR uh, Pinty Series. How about that? The NASCAR Pinty Series. Finally going to get back on the racetrack, and they're going to open up at Sunset Speedway coming up this weekend. And I thought, no better person to talk to and preview Sunset Speedway than how about a previous uh, 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 series champion? Uh, the guy that is going to be a threat to win out there uh, drives the number 47, uh, the WeatherTech Dodge, a good friend of Race Time Radio. Of course, L.P. Dumoulin, and he is on the hotline with us. How you doing, L.P.? It's been a long time. I'm doing awesome. What about you guys? Uh, doing fantastic now that we hear your voice. Uh, you got to be getting all pumped up and ready to go. Sunset Speedway. You got that 47 uh, WeatherTech Dodge ready to rock. It is ready to rock. I'm uh, super pumped and super proud of my team, uh, they worked really hard during the, 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 you know, pretty much the whole winter. But the whole COVID time, uh, we, we we tried really hard to uh, take advantage of the situation. It was it was tough for everybody, but uh, the guys in the shop and the girls, everybody worked really hard to uh, to give me good equipment, and uh, we can't can't wait to get going again. Uh, we have a brand new oval car uh, that was built in the shop here in uh, Three Rivers uh, by uh, Robin McCloskey and then uh, my other guys, Ben and everybody in the shop. So. I uh, just can't wait to, to get it to race for the first time. Awesome stuff, LP. Uh, Sunset Speedway, not a bad track for you there. Uh, this race is going to be ran in two segments. Uh, does that sort of fit your style when they break it into two? You like the one long race? Uh, what's your thoughts heading into the season opener at Sunset? I mean, I I really like the, the, the longer race that we can, you know, plan our uh, – strategy and get you know the people over the wall and make you know pit stop and i think it's it's really good for the show uh on the on the long races uh but as well as the short races it's fun too i mean we 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 get a lot of action i think we need we need to get done a lot of uh the racing done in a, in a short amount of time so uh i like it too it fits i can i can adjust to both ways no problem uh you know 
I've done a lot of sprint racing in my life when I was doing Formula cars in the days, you know, Formula Ford and uh, Formula Atlantic and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, for us, uh, Sunset is uh, is very exciting. It's, it's, it's a track that I really enjoy. I think uh, setup-wise, it's important to be right on top of it because uh, uh, that track can, uh, can be really uh, hard if you're not on top of your setup. And then um, uh, I'm looking forward to it. We had a good run last year with the WeatherTech Benmar car uh, uh, we won the first race, but uh, we had unfortunately an engine problem in the second race. So uh, let's uh, let's make it, uh, you know, <laughs> let's try to win again this year, and then let's try to make the second race uh, better for sure. Absolutely, and I, I do think it's important to say this. Uh, it, it's not it's not one race split into two segments. Just for everybody listening out there, it is it is two completely separate races, and that I know. that is I know. that is that is you know important to say because really. You know, it's not it's not a long race with a with a big long halfway break. They you got to draw you got to go from the drop of the green flag in race number one. You got to go from the drop of the green flag in number two, uh, it, which which is a a very different uh, you know setup. I, I know what you're saying because yeah. it is yeah, yeah. you know it, it, normally we would see a 300 lap race or a 250 uh, you know bunched into one race, um, but really. There's no tire strategy in a 150 lap race. There's no, there's no saving. I know you have to a little bit. Right. You're not going to go out there and tear the fenders off of it. You know, five laps in, hopefully. But that being said, you know the 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 race pace is absolutely insane when it is this format. Um, you know, split into two uh, very short races in in comparison. Um, it, it the excitement level is definitely there. Now, race number one, everybody tries to save their stuff. Uh, but last year, race number one was the exciting one. You know, we seen you and we seen the three and the 74. Uh, there wasn't a straight body panel in the top five. Uh, you know, when, when you guys crossed the start finish line, then everybody thrashed and race number two was a little bit tame. Uh, obviously, you had motor issues and, uh, you know, the, the race kind of played out a little bit different. But uh, uh, race number one last year was the exciting one. LP uh, moving into this year. Um, uh, you guys, uh, you know, still have Robin, uh, as your crew chief, um, talk a little bit about your team and what you've assembled. Uh, I hear that you've got a different spotter that's going to be standing up there. Uh, talk a little bit about the team that you've assembled. Uh, is it mainly the same core? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, mainly it is, right? We have new people on board, exactly as you said, uh, a new spotter because my, uh, spotter uh, from last year and the last couple of years, Eric, uh, uh, had to go down to south to do his stuff as well uh, with the XAT teams and stuff. So uh, I got a, a new spotter, Garrett Gonder, and then uh, I got a couple of new guys on the team. But I, I keep, you know, we kept the core of it, and I think it was very important for us to keep, you know, uh, the main people to make sure that we can show up very strong again. And, uh, uh, yeah, Robin's going to be there, ben, Benoit, and then uh, all my good guys uh, obviously have been there, loyal to me and uh, to the team. And uh, we, we, we did really well in the past together, and uh, – that's the main idea. We, the, the chemistry is very good. And, um, again, you know, for us, it's going to be to adjust to that really short season. Uh, very compressed. And within two months, 11 races is going to be a very good challenge for all the teams and all the drivers. And um, I'm super pumped about it. But, and, again, like, I, I like, I'm fine with those kind of formats of two races within the same day. And I think NASCAR and uh, Pinty, the, 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 the whole NASCAR Pinty's organization really worked hard to, to give us another uh, – a good championship this season to have a, a good amount of racing on, 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 on road course as well as on, on oval. And uh, I think uh, within the, the circumstances right now, it's, uh, it's great that NASCAR uh, put that together. So um, 
we're, we're really pumped on going and give a good show to the fans. And I think that uh, it's going to be compressed. I think that the people will really enjoy uh, short races here and there, but long races uh, other places. And we miss going out west, going out east. It was really cool. And I really hope next season we can go back to more normal type of uh, season racing. But at least this season we have a championship. We have a fair amount of road course, fair amount of oval, back and forth, Quebec and uh, Ontario. And uh, it should be a really good show. We're with L.P. Dumoulin tonight, driver of the 47 WeatherTech Dodge, uh, getting ready to go. Sunset Speedway, the NASCAR Pinty Series, kicks off 2021 season. This year is going to be a full championship season, all compressed into a smaller window. LP, normally you guys are out testing, I don't know, maybe the end of April. Uh, We'll give it to the beginning of May. And then you guys are on track like May 2-4 weekend and the season begins. But we're going into August this coming Sunday and race number one, August the 1st. What is the mindset? What's the preparation like to get this whole season packed into such a small window you guys have got your work cut out for you all season long now <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's uh it's very challenging and again it's the same for everybody but uh being you know in the shop here with the with the guys and the, and girls prepping everything up and trying to make things happen uh within a short amount of time is uh is, is a big challenge and i think it's going to be uh it's going to be fun to to do it you know uh, the best as we can to, to keep everybody happy and make sure that we can, uh, uh, like WeatherTech and Benmar, all my sponsors have been around me uh, forever, and they've been be- behind me during the, that whole COVID deal. And then uh, they, they, they just can't wait to be back at the track. All the fans as well that we've been talking with and then entertaining them, uh, knowing that we were not at the track in May and in June and all that, and uh, going back and forth with NASCAR organizations uh, to see what was. Because, I mean, it, it was a struggle for everybody uh since may because we had that first schedule coming out saying okay we're gonna you know have something more uh like starting in june and then uh we were all pumped about it but uh, we all had to adjust and then as you said start in august was not the plan but um again we have we have points we have racing going that we can really uh, give a good show and make it um a real championship in my book uh, to uh, to run uh, to, to to go everybody uh, at Charlotte in uh, December. So <laughs> again, um, it's different a bit this year as it used to be. But we feel like we see that the light at the end of the tunnel uh, of that uh, COVID deal, and then uh, we can go back to a uh, more normal life. Well, don't blink because you're going to miss it. That's how many races are going to be back to back. LP, you come from Three Rivers. That's home for you. Of course, uh, the, the Grand Prix Three Rivers is on the schedule for 2021. Uh, that's going to be your home track race. You know, I think back to 2010 where we came and we covered the full series. I believe that was your first year. Uh, you hadn't been on that many ovals, if any. Uh, definitely not in a NASCAR Canadian Tiger car. And, uh, you know, I look at you now on an oval track. I see you on a road course. Uh, you know what? You're a threat to win on either one now. Back then, not so much on an oval. But today, my God, you can win on anything. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I have so much respect for uh, uh, the, the 
the oval people have been, you know, in that in that uh, type of racing their whole life. I mean, it's, we we still learn every weekend, even if we've done like I don't remember, maybe close to 110 starts in the NASCAR Pinties and NASCAR Canadian Tire Series, and then uh, we learn every weekend. We we keep you know knowing more about those oval cars, and I think that uh, that uh, having uh, Robin McCloskey on board and my my guy Ben uh, Lagania working really hard to to keep learning and then go out there, ask more questions. We, you know, we work with Mike McCall and then we've had great people working with us in the past, like Mario Goslin and then uh, Lee Burns. I mean, it's, it's, all those people really helped us to bring it up a notch. And uh, I mean, on both road course and oval, but of course, oval, that's not where I was from. And then uh, again, no pretension. I'm staying really humble about it. And, uh, but, I, but we have, uh, we have a fair amount of podium, fair amount of wins uh, on those type of tracks. I really enjoy it. Of course, uh, you need a very good car, and then your crew is always very important. Uh, but on oval, if, if if your car is not on top, of, you know, if it's not top shape, then the night is going to be really long. So, um, and I really enjoy it. And again, this season we have a brand new car. We're having a lot of expectation for that car. And uh, yeah, we're, we're we're looking for more wins, and you know, within those uh, within those championship, we have like this season is going to be four road course and seven oval. I mean, we always have more ovals than road course, so you you have to be good at it if you want to win the championship. You have to be uh, learning quick, and you got to be uh, uh, on top of it every weekend if you want to have a chance, to have a shot at winning the championship. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. And talking about road courses and ovals, uh, we've talked about it on the show a number of times. Uh, uh, we've got a back-to-back weekend this year: uh, Chaudière and and Icar. Uh, there's there's no days separating between the two races. There's a road course and an oval that we're going to hit. Um, LP, you're, you've always been known as a as a really nice guy. Uh, so I got to ask: Can I sleep on your couch um, <laughs> between? between uh, Chaudier and and, uh, and Icar. Be careful how you answer that, LP. He does he does attack a refrigerator pretty mean-like, okay? Oh, oh, oh. I, you know what, Joe? I got no problem with that, but uh, I got I got a five-year-old and an almost three-year-old. Like So if you want to wake up a couple times during the night, I'm pretty sure you can take care of them. And he loved the refrigerator as well. <laughs> hey, don't get hey, I, can, right. I can reach the top shelf for him. It'll be fine, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He can help him out. But, yeah, no, it's going to be very challenging that weekend. I mean, uh, just after Tree Rivers Grand Prix, which is going to be awesome. I mean, you can't can't. I can't wait to, to get going again. I mean, for us to have the Tree River Grand Prix back on track was a big deal. And Dominique Fugier and then the town and the, the government, everybody worked really hard so we can get, you know, a TR Grand Prix, uh, a GP3R Grand Prix. I was super proud of that because, you know, we have our fans and sponsors and friends. Everybody's going to be there again. As well as we're going to get uh, two weeks later, we're going to go do ICAR and then Chaudière back-to-back. That's going to be a big challenge. You've got that right, that's for sure. Um, I mean, but again, uh, that's what NASCAR were capable of doing to give us a full championship within a short amount of time, which which I'm fine with it. So, uh, again, that's a challenge, but I think racing and life is always a, a big challenge, and uh, we're, uh, we're up to that, and no problem. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and that's why you're a champion. You got to be careful too. I can just picture this in my mind now, just as you were talking. Uh, at six o'clock in uh, Saturday morning, 
your five-year-old and Joe, he's sitting there. Uh, the, the kids will be drinking beer watching Scooby-Doo. It's not a good scene, LP. I can see it coming. <laughs> Too much fun. Hey, now, I'm, I'm just impressed that I kept a straight face because I was thinking about that question, how I was going to ask it the whole time. That's the uh, <laughs> yeah, Ranger hey, Ranger won't let him yeah, stay Ranger at his house. Stay there so anymore. I drank all his beer the one time. No, he wants to sleep, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Hey, LP, uh, looking forward to the season. Uh, by all accounts, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, there's uh, there. By all accounts, it looks like the car count's gonna be a lot stronger than what we've seen last year. Um, the names that we're hearing, you know, thrown around uh, is, is incredible, and I think the Pinty series is in a really good spot heading heading into 2021. And uh, best of luck to you, and and uh, go get it. That is for sure. I can't wait to see all my friends and see all the fans at the racetrack. It's going to be outstanding. So very pumped. We're ready to go. LP, one final thing. you got to do me a favor. Say hi to JF for me, will you? Make sure he's doing well and uh, uh, say hi to the whole family. Oh, we will for sure. We will for sure. Unreal. LP Dumoulin, watch for him in the 47 Beltec weather, uh, weather Tech Dodge. Uh, going to be a threat to win at sunset. Going to be a threat to win whatever track those guys show up to. Always, always a professional team. And watch out. Uh, he gets out there. He is mild-mannered, but I'll tell you, he gets aggressive when he gets that helmet on. He goes to win the race. And uh, it's going to be dynamite stuff come Sunset Speedway next Sunday. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Final, oh, not the final break, just another break. Uh, when we come back, we're going back to the East Coast. We're going to stop at Gary Elliott's house and see what he's up to in that Quaker State Chevrolet. Stay with us. Do I make you honey, baby? <laughs> Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti, and you're listening to the best of Race Time Radio. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bowl shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dog sauce. 50 dog sauce. Oh, my God, I got it. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM app. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider now on free preview. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. 
Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brincone. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready with you all. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115 or listen on the Sirius XM app. Taking you all the way to the track and back. And we're back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. Well, what do you say? We get back to the hotline and we go back out to Canada's East Coast, out to the Maritimes in Nova Scotia, and let's welcome in the Iron Man, the number 36 Quaker State Chevrolet. Gary Elliott, no longer in Ontario. He's a resident out there now. What's going on tonight there, Iron Man? How are you? I'm very good, thank you, and thanks for having me on. Gary, it's been way too long since we had you back on this show. Hey, you're coming off a decent run at Riverside International Speedway. You got that 36 car going. Yeah, you know what? I The car was really, really good. Um, but let me qualify that. It was really, really good for being three-tenths off the pace, so it didn't. You know, if you're if you're if you're racing with the top cars, and you get up there like around a fourteen seven or fourteen six lap times, then you know if you're going to be turning that, your car is going to probably let you know whether it's good or not. So my car was good at at fourteen nine nine. But I guess the good news is I finished first in my age group. Ah, you did so, Gary. Uh, you know what? We've been missing you around these parts here in Ontario. How are you feeding in out there? It's been a little while now. How are you fitting in? Are you loving it? Is it home now? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's it's really nice here. I mean, you can, it's, this is the only place you can drive down the street, and you think you're in the zoo because there's deer everywhere. Like <laughs> they're walking across the street. I, I was going into Toronto today. And I pulled up to a satellite, and a deer was eating grass right beside me on somebody's lawn. So it's it's it's, it's really nice. The peace, the people are peaceful here. Um, I've met, I'm slowly meeting a lot more people in racing, um, but because of COVID, we're part distance apart and things like so. It's still it's going to open up pretty soon. I think New Brunswick opens up wide open in another few days this week, and then hopefully we will as well and get more fans and. You know, people won't feel maybe as restricted. I don't feel it at all. I like to mingle with people, but, you know, a lot of people are still wearing masks. So, But I, I'm fitting in real good, and I, I, I enjoy it here, but I 100% miss my friends in Ontario. There's no doubt. I, I really miss uh, – I have many, so many friends there. I miss a lot of them. Well, we miss you, too. Uh, it's kind of nice to be able to, you know, crank on uh, timscorner.ca and actually catch the race from Riverside. I was so uh, disappointed, depressed, to uh, call it what you will, that I couldn't be at Riverside because we're used to uh, broadcasting for the last 10 years, the season opener out there. And for us not to be able to be there, I know it was driving Jerry Paxton crazy down in Paris, Ontario, and uh, Josh, probably the same thing. Uh, but you know what? We were able to at least watch it. We were thankful we were able to do that. And, uh, you know, to, to get a race in, Gary, I want to take a look back to one of your first starts in a pro stock. Now, I know you went from Ontario down there and ran the IWK 250. I mean... 
with the new car that you've got now after you move down there, one of the first starts that you made, I believe, was at Petty International Raceway, and that's where you're heading back to this coming weekend, right? Yes, I was. Uh, I ran Petty. That was my first track in the new car. New car, new crew, new racetrack. I had to get get to know them all, and uh, but it's really been a lot of fun. I like that track. They they all have their own character. They're, they're it's a unique racetrack. Um, it, it's very tight fast quick and um, you know you have to be you have to be very respectful um, there's a lot more room at Riverside for sure like it's mm-hmm. a huge fast track a lot more speed at Riverside obviously but there's a lot more room as well but at at, um, at Petty you would probably call it a bull ring and I, I like it I'm used to running short tracks and I, I really like it and it's uh, great people there and the fans and the fans down here are really knowledgeable and um that you know we don't get a chance to mingle with them yet i hope them we're going to be able to do an autograph session pretty soon uh, we haven't done that yet since last year or this year uh, but i was able to race there four times last year i think my best finish was 12th and uh my best finish last year was at shediac i finished uh, seventh right so and i'm and that's probably the closest to uh to Ontario tracks, it's flat and uh, a really nice track, wide and flat. It's, it's, I love that track too. So your notebook is getting a little thicker. What do you expect at Petty here? You're coming off what a top ten? Was that a top ten, top twelve finish for you at Riverside? What are you expecting for Petty this coming weekend with that Quaker State machine? Well, I, I would like to finish in the top ten. I mean, it's. The track is, it's a short track, so if you start at the back and there's 24 cars, you're already a quarter of a track behind right off the bat. It doesn't matter where you are. So, but the last time I was there this year already, I was there July 10th. It was, it was a non, it was an invitational and that was in my schedule though. I put that in my schedule and, um, and I, I was passing cars on the outside in the first, first six or seven laps. I was already, I moved up to, I don't know. I don't know. I moved up to 18th or 17th or 22nd. Mm-hmm. And then my, my brakes went. And um, <laughs> Cole Butcher's a great kid. And I, I sent him a picture of my brake pads on the front of my car at, in, uh, in the off season. And I said to him, I said, like I just said, no, Dan, these still look like they're 75% left on them. And uh, I said, can I still use them? He said, throw them in the garbage. <laughs> Holy cow. I so throw I them out. That's what Cole say. I throw them out. <laughs> 75% left on them. Like, we matched them up to the new one. And uh, anyway, but he was right because I ran out of brakes. So anyway, I put the put the new ones on, and the car was really good for – because I ran them two times. I ran them at Petty, and then I ran them at Scotia, and it, it was no good. I had – total front brake style then and my car kept coming around so i had to kind of take it easy at scotia but i'm really i'm really set up to go my crew are really good uh they've learned a lot on the car i've been able to teach them a lot of things and they're really really good very helpful friendly so we're looking forward to go back there and maybe we can get a, a top 10 and not and be on the lead lap that would be that would be nice to be on the lead lap and setting goals. That's what it's all about, Junior. you got to set a goal, get out there, and uh, it's a challenge each and every week to hit your goals. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, 
Gary alluded to it there. Obviously, you've turned a lot of laps on a lot of different racetracks, but uh, no matter what, when you go out there, um, or if one of them come out here, um, it's it's the same idea. Um, you know, there's guys there that have turned thousands of laps on on those very racetracks, and and uh, you know their notebook is definitely thicker, and um, you know it's just it, it, it's part of it, right? And uh, Gary, how are you? If there was a scorecard. How would you score racing in the Maritimes versus uh, racing in in Ontario? How would I want? How would you score it? Like like would you would you rate it as as equal on the competition side? Would you would you rate it as as tougher on in the Maritimes? What uh, how how do you oh, view oh, okay. yeah, overall yeah. No, I, the I overall competition saying. level? Um, you know between between here in Ontario and and out in the Maritimes. Well, I'll. I'll, I'll... That's a good question, and I've already talked about that with some other people. Um, I would the group of guys they have down here are every bit as good as the group of guys in the the top ones in Ontario. They they're well they're well knowledgeable. I mean, I just took pictures of the piss and I sent them to my crew in Ontario, and there's like seven or eight stackers here. They all have the best, absolutely best of everything. Um, everybody knows Cole Butcher has gone down to the Snowball Derby and he's qualified on the pole. I mean, he is one of the best drivers in Canada. And Noggle is not far behind him. Uh, and there's Slaw White is also another one. Chisholm. I mean, I could take 10 guys down here. And, and I, here's what I suggested we should do. We should take the top 15 guys from Nova Scotia the top 15 from Ontario, so APC, Maritime Pro Stock Tour, and have 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 a, a match race. I'd go go to a short track there, and then they come to a short track here. You know, you'd have to give them all probably $1,500 each. Told many, but man, what a show that would be! The top 15 drivers from each side, and um, then I would have to be a grandfathered into that. Race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you That's get right. a, you That's get right. a buy for coming up with the plan, right? Oh. Can you imagine, like, I, I just, and the, the thing is, like, and I've I, I, I seen that race last week at Flamborough, and I've seen, I've raced Flamborough a thousand times, and, you know, I, I, I it's, a, it's a great track, and, and, and I love the people that run it, and I love the owners, and it would have been nice when they rebuilt it in 1998 if they just shoved it out a bit, like, just widened it a bit, because now the cars aren't turning 15.9 or 16 flat, they're turning 16, or 15 15 ones and they're really fast for that track and and the problem is is they can only go so fast on tires so guys are everybody's getting their stuff better so now you've got a dozen guys that can run and if you if you make a mistake at that track there's not much room to go anywhere and that it takes a lot of respect you have to be patient and respectful at that track more than anyone now it'll be kind of the same thing this weekend at petty because it's a very fast track as well, high bank, and but you make a good point because the kids down here they 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 know these tracks inside out, and I'm still learning them. So I just you know what I I don't mind starting at the rear and following them if I can you know just to see where they're going and and to try to get around there. Now, I don't want to get in anybody's way because I still feel like a guest, but I'm slowly starting to get accepted down here by more guys. And I don't give anybody any trouble because I don't want to get into anybody or wreck anybody. I never, I, n- I never wanted to do that when I when I was in my peak, you know, 15 mm-hmm. years ago or whatever. 
for many years I, I ran very, very competitive and could win. So now I want to, I'm really enjoying it, but I'm okay. I've accepted the fact that, you know, I'm just going to go out and race and have fun. And, um, but man, oh man, what a show that would be with the best at both, both ends of the, in Ontario and, and, and the Maritimes. Yeah, it really would be. Gary, uh, incredible. We want to wish you luck at Petty International Raceway this coming weekend. Uh, The East Coast International Parts for Tour, or Parts for Trucks Tour. Um, uh, No, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. How's that? Uh, There you go. (laughs) uh, That was a mixture of everything. You see, I'm getting up there too, Gary. And I'm getting a little (laughs) confused, but I I know the guys. And... uh, uh, we wish you luck at Petty this weekend. It's going to be off the charts. I know you're going to have a good run. And uh, good luck to you in the race. It's been great catching up with you. How's Buttons doing? You still, how's oh, the puppy? She, yeah. was, she was at the race this Saturday, and <laughs> and she, she never misses a race. So And, you know, my crew are really good, and I I have a great lineup of sponsors for that we've had this year. So I'm, I'm really thankful for what I have. And, you know what? So I'm still learning, but I'm having fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Well, do me a favor and keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we will be back out there as soon as uh, they turn the switch back on, Gary. You can bet Race Time soon. Radio will be out there, and we will get you on the air when we're out there, buddy. Oh, I, I can't wait. Thank you very much for having me, and God bless everybody in Ontario and in the Maritimes. You betcha. That's the Iron Man, Gary Elliott, the number 36. Uh, we, we, what a Canadian treasure that guy is, and uh, we just love watching him on the track. Uh, it, you know what I'm talking about. If you're on the speedway and uh, you got him out there, uh, I'll tell you what, look at yourself as privileged to be racing against Gary Elliott. Uh, he's one of those great guys. Uh, we will be back. We're going to hit our final break. When we come back, we're going to go off to Saskatoon and catch up with a super late model winner from last night. Kelly Admiral, driver of the number eight, is going to be with us live. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, this is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Get your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack Quick Wick Fire Starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a Quick Wick Fire Starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick Wick Fire Starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, 
Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. I am Joe Chesson Longwood Jr. here in the studio. Hey, I want to remind you, too, uh, Rev TV Canada has got All North ready to rock and roll. And uh, uh, to, to everybody across Canada, let's say you're a race fan and you film a lot of stuff at your local racetrack. Or maybe you're a Speedway. Maybe you're a Speedway and you'd like to see one of your races featured live on national television and I'm not talking internet TV here. I'm talking national, real bona fide national television channel, Rev TV Canada. Well, you can submit your idea to All North Racing, uh, Rev TV Canada, and uh, go through the submission portion. And uh, you never know, you could be selected. And your local racetrack could be featured on Rev TV Canada, all part of the uh, All North uh, Racing Entity. Uh, you want to check it out. Get to Rev TV Canada. Have a look at it. And uh, it's going to be kind of cool. And keep your eyes peeled on Rev TV Canada for all the upcoming episodes coming up. Uh, we got a lot to look forward to, everybody. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And we're going to go off to Saskatoon. Uh, actually, maybe even Edmonton. I don't know where Kelly. Where are you from? We got Kelly Admiral with us on the hotline. Are you in Calgary or Edmonton or one of those? Or are you in Saskatoon? Hey there. Um, I'm in Edmonton. Ah, that's what I thought. I thought. Nah, I don't think uh, the Admirals are hanging out in Saskatoon. I know they raced there and they won there last night. Uh, in that number eight super, uh, see that my memory isn't all that bad. I could remember that part of it. So uh, Kelly, a good run for you last night, Saskatoon. Gotta love that racetrack. Yeah, thank you. No, absolutely. Uh, really love that racetrack. It's you know it's a fantastic facility, and uh, you know it's run by, by by great people. You know I think that's why I've been running there for you know just about ten years now. Um, you know the competition's always strong and. Car counts are good, and, you know, it's just a good time being there. 
Now, was that race number one for you guys uh, last night, or was that just the first win for you last night this year? Uh, well, that was both. So that was race number one and win number one for us. Um, you know, it was a particularly long off season. And, you know, as um, a lot of people uh, had dealt with, um, you know, it had been about 11 months since the last time we'd uh, taken the car out and been on track. So, you know, to kick things off, you know, against the strong field uh, with the win uh, was just, you know, amazing, you know. And, uh, yeah, really happy with, uh, with how the car was handling. And, yeah. Kind of tells you that the crew did their job over the winter, right? They uh, uh, they had a little time to prepare it, mind you, but uh, to come out of the box with the win, uh, sounds like it was a great day. Where did you qualify? Take us back through the race. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the crew uh, the crew worked really hard uh, all off season. Um, we spent a lot of time, um, you know, with the long off season, fine tuning things, um, and it definitely paid off. Um, this event, uh, we didn't uh, we didn't have qualifying. We uh, did the lineup based on points, um, and because it was my first race of the year, I had to start uh, I had to start at the back because uh, well, I hadn't had any points yet. Ah. Um, yeah, um, but yeah. So practice. Uh, Practice started good. Um, led led both practice sessions, uh, and uh, yeah, it was just pretty much the car was just quick all day. Uh, led both the practices, uh, won the first heat, and finished fourth in the in my second heat. And yeah, then starting starting the feature in 14th place, and man, the car was just on absolute rails the whole time. And uh, you know we. We were on a mission. It was only a 50-lap race, and it went green the whole time. So there was no no time to relax, no time to sit back, you know. And really, with a short race, you know, couldn't save tires. So I was just gunning for it the whole time, and uh, we were able to take the take the lead around lap 26, and then set sail and never looked back and took home the win. That's awesome. That's uh, sounds like an exciting race. Watching you come up through the field, especially with no yellows, that means you drove by all those cars that were out there, um, which is uh, which is always exciting to watch. Kelly, uh, uh, there there hasn't really been a whole lot of racing since the uh, since the Canadian Short Track Nationals happened back in uh, in two thousand and nineteen. Now, um, you know we we uh, we. Uh, 2020 you know obviously with everything that happened with covid uh i I, did you guys get many races in during the 2020 season or or, like what what has it been like since we seen you uh here in ontario yeah it's uh there hasn't been much racing uh especially for me um we did uh, we went to one race last year um we uh we ended up winning but it was a rain shortened event yeah uh so yeah, you know, it was just so crazy, you know, to go from racing a ton, you know, every year since you know since I've started racing to to just having one race, you know, it was really foreign to us. And man, man, we missed being on track. So really happy that things are starting to turn around and they're looking up and 
car counts are coming back. So, you know, really excited about the future. You know, there's a, there's a lot to be said about that. And, and uh, we actually had a great conversation about this standing in Josh Stoddy's hauler last last weekend at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, there was a group of about seven of us standing there talking about it. And, and really, you can notice the difference now. When you get back to the racetrack, when you get out there and, and you know, you, you mingle with people and, and you actually get talking to your fellow competitors – Everybody is in a better mood now than what they were in 2019. You know when it was when racing was abundant. Everybody, everybody that is there now uh, are the people who missed it. You know, absolutely terribly, and wanted to be back at the racetrack. And and I, I, the the atmosphere now when you go to a racetrack here in Ontario is is electric. Everybody is just you know happy to be there, smiling, walking through the pit area, you know, and 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 just excited to be at the racetrack. Now that's before the, the APC yeah, that was race before. There was, <laughs> but even even after that, yeah. even after that, I mean, like like everybody is just jacked up, excited to be there. Um, and, and, you know, I've heard it more than a few times that people were, you know, enjoyed the break, um, to a certain degree and, and felt like they needed it as a team or as a driver or as a, you know, as a husband or as a wife, you know, like there's been, you know, a lot of people that, that, you know, really just dug hard, dug deep and, and missed racing and the chance to get back there and, and to get out there and sink your teeth in and, and, you know, bite that steering wheel. Um, it, 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 you know, it is definitely exciting. Is it the same way in Western Canada as it is here in Ontario? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, I couldn't agree more, you know, with this whole COVID thing and, and everything going on, you can definitely tell that, you know, there's a stronger appreciation, you know, amongst the competitors and the fans for the sport. And, you know, it's, it's been really refreshing, you know, just everyone's in a good mood because, you know, before the before the pandemic, when you're racing a lot of, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up in, you know, the competition. You know, sometimes you get bogged down and and whatnot. You know, and the old saying, you don't know what you got until it's gone. You know, I think that was, you know, a good good thing to you know relight the fire, relight that passion inside everyone, and you know, open our eyes to you know the sport that you know we fell in love with as kids, and you know just how strongly we feel about it and how blessed we are to be able to to race in this in this great country and you know and just the opportunities that come with with it and yeah it's been fantastic i really you know really loving to see that you know kind of like an attitude change you know everyone's just happy to be there and and that regardless Absolutely, and that's that's another thing that got echoed is is that that passion that we that we had as kids to get to the racetrack. You know, you think about it when when I was like you know eight years old, nine years old. Like the only thing I thought about was going to the racetrack from Friday as soon as as soon as you know you got off the school bus. You, you just thought about Saturday night. You just wanted to get to that racetrack and you know just fired up and excited to get there. As as a as a young kid, and that's what people are are equating this whole deal to, and I I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. Um, you know, it's just that that excitement level and and that enthusiasm. Uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna fuel something that we have not thought about in the sport for for decades. Um, just simply from that, you know, there's a lot to be said about people being happy and being excited about the sport. And, and when everybody is that way, uh, it promotes growth. And I think that we're going to see some really unique things happen on the other side of this pandemic. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I'm really excited about it. You know, things, you know, that just a good feeling all around, you know, a good gut feeling about where this, the sport's headed and, you know, the future of the sport, um, you know, and yeah, like this weekend, you know, getting in the car again, you know, after being out for 11 months, you know, and I'm strapping in for the first time, I got goosebumps and, you know, and butterflies in my stomach, you know, uh, akin to like when I was back, you know, running little dirt carts as a kid and, you know, that just that excitement. And so, you know, it's just incredible. And so I guess that's, you know, that's one of the plus sides to this, to this awful pandemic we've had is just, yeah, that relighting of the passion. We're with Kelly Admiral. He went to Victory Lane just last night at Winer Group Speedway out in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, he goes to Victory Lane in his number eight super late model. Uh, Kelly, now you got the win. Uh, you got some momentum. What's next on your schedule? What do you got coming up for uh, now into August and, and beyond? What do you got happening? Um, coming up next is going to be back in Saskatoon um, for the Western Speed Association uh, 150 lapper. That's going to be on August 7th. Uh, we're really excited about that. You know, this this weekend here um, was really good preparation for that. You know, we're expecting expecting a good car count. Should be an amazing race. Um, you know, and and past that, uh, hoping to get a couple more races, uh, a couple more local events there in uh, in Saskatoon. Uh, we just love being there so much, and you know, hopefully, this uh, hopefully the border opens up and we can get down racing. You know, somewhere in the northwest. You know, is ultimately what we'd like to do here at the end of the year if we're able to. Yeah, and you can't go far wrong. Uh, that Saskatoon race racetrack with the. Uh uh, the the whole situation they got happening out there, uh, Cliffy and all the guys out there, just a dynamite bunch, and uh, it's kind of cool. Any plans uh, if the Canadian 200, don't know whether that's going to be happening again at uh, Western Speedway out in B.C., any chances we could maybe see you surface in that uh, that big event out there, maybe Penticton, anything out, uh, you know, Alberta, B.C. way? I'll tell you what. If there's a if there's a big big event out west, you can guarantee we'll be there. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's what I kind of figured. Uh, you guys would be <laughs> up for it. Uh, yeah, great to see you back in Victory Lane, my friend. And uh, I, we really appreciate the time on the show tonight. Oh, sponsors on that car looked like there were uh, that number eight was tackled up pretty good. Who you got on there? Yeah, I um, wanted to give a big shout out to uh, Whiskey Smoke Barbecue. Here in Edmonton, you know, it's the best damn barbecue in town. Um, their support has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, their their food can't be beat. So, uh, you know, really appreciate their support. Well, good job, man, and uh, good job on the win. Uh, those, uh, that, that, that smokehouse is going to be real thankful they got you behind the wheel of that race car. Uh, good job, Kelly. Thanks so much for the time tonight. Yeah, thank you so much. Me and Whiskey Smoke were smoking ribs and smoking tires so thanks for having me and uh it was great chatting to you i'm a fat guy and now i'm hungry thanks a lot kelly (laughs) (laughs) that's kelly admiral watch for him in the number eight uh especially saskatoon that's where he is going to be going back to i don't know what's going to be happening in bc we gotta find out 
Um, you know, of course, COVID had changed a lot of things, okay. uh, but we really enjoyed watching that last year on Rev TV Canada. Hopefully, that's a repeat show. Uh, that'd be kind of cool to see that one back on the schedule. Sure. And uh, hey, the Penticton Speedway got out of the box. Anybody that's been tuned into race time knows that we have been, you know, keeping our eye on how things are coming with the rebuild and uh, how things were evolving. The RS1 Tour went green at Penticton Speedway on Saturday night. And luckily enough for us, we got enough time here to bring in one of the winners. There was two features. The first winner was Trevor Siebert. Uh, and then on the second one, Riley Siebert beat the old guy. And he joins us now on the hotline. We got a winner of race two. What's going on tonight there, Riley? How are you? Let's hope he can he can talk as fast as he can drive. Right? Oh, we only got, go. We got like nine minutes here, Riley. You got to just rattle it off. <laughs> You guys, uh, you guys hear me okay there? Oh, oh yeah, yeah we got you perfect, buddy. Radio yeah. check. You got me? Oh, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm just heading back into the Okanagan here. Uh, had a <clears throat> day off, so I went to work. And, uh, yeah, we're heading back to the racetrack up uh, at Picton Speedway to go watch the uh, the street stocks tonight. Yeah, you got to love it. There's a race there tonight, right? The sprint car's back on the schedule tonight, right? True, yep. Awesome stuff. Take us back through last night's race. RS1 Tour shows up. Uh, race number one on that big, beautiful speedway. The asphalt stayed down. That's all good news. How did it feel to be out there on that track? Awesome. You know, it was um, you know, the culmination of your uh, your labor just coming to a coming to a top there. So it was it was awesome to to go out there and and finally put on a show for the fans and let fans in. You know, with the the opening things up in BC here where we let fans in and the grandstands were, I'm going to say, you know, we only had one grandstand up, but it was about three quarters full and uh, everybody else in their lawn chairs all the way around the speedway and motor homes and trailers and all kinds of stuff. And the parking lot was, was jam packed. So that was awesome to see this, you know, the support of uh, people coming out for the renovations and the first race back and very, uh, very complimentary it was um lots of people love the facility upgrades and they can see what we're doing now and uh they loved the rs1 uh, races because we ran door to door uh, probably two three rows deep for about 40 laps at some point there and uh it was uh i don't know it was it was as a driver uh and a, you know a constructor on on the track and we did this at Area 27 five years ago. You built something, and you're like, I think this is what we need to do. Yeah. And uh, and then finally getting to drive it, and it you know, and it worked out perfectly. And, and you know, hats off to my dad, Trevor, on on the design on that one. He just, I don't know, you couldn't you couldn't make it work any better. It the, the arc in the front straightaway made turn two or one and two a, a two lane racetrack now because you can arc it in there better. Um. Myself and Ranger ran door to door for for laps on end. Uh, myself and Trevor and Sean McIntosh and all the uh, Noel Dollar, Adam Dollar. Um, you know the restarts were were fantastic because of the double head up uh, restarts and fans loved it. Yeah, and you know what? You can figure it out on paper. You can get to the racetrack. You can run practice laps all you want. 
But the proof is in the pudding when the cars hit the racetrack and they drop the green flag for real and there's a checkered at the other end of it. That's when you're going to know if everything that you had on that paper is going to work. And it sounds like it worked magnificently. And that's exactly what everybody wanted to hear and everybody wanted to see. Riley, you have been an accomplished late model driver for quite a few years now. Did you have laps on the old Penticton Speedway in a late model? And what does it feel like difference-wise? I had laps at Penticton in a late model as well as a sprint car um, in the previous years in the previous arrangements. 2018, they had a doubleheader weekend there. I was leading the race and uh, lost the camber shims in the right front with about five to go and came home second with uh, with the right front flopping around. But And then the next day came home, I think, second or third again. So I, I've always been quick there. Um, the old arrangement, if you ask a couple of the guys that were able to squeeze out a good lap there, the turn four was a real choker, and it was um, – Let's call it a butt squeezer because if you <laughs> if you hit it just right, it made you pucker, but yeah. it sent you for that that front stretch wall, and and that was when you knew you had a good lap. Um, but this this arrangement, it's just you know it's more circular, uh, but naturally because we made it that way, and it flows much better, and there's um, there's geometry to play with with crossing the progressive banking. Uh, you can go, we left one of the lanes, original asphalt in turn three and four. So the very bottom lane, we left it. It's still the original Penticton Speedway asphalt, still the same banking. Um, and then from there up, we started the progressive and, and you can run right down on the bottom and, and on entry and in middle, you probably gain two or three car lengths on a person. Uh, so you can dive down in there, but somebody who's running two, three grooves up, they keep that momentum and they roll the throttle on those like way sooner. And on the way back out, they just they pull those three car lengths that you gained on them on the way out. So it's a real chess match on uh, who's at what point in the racetrack. And it's it's a short track that looks like it operates like a big track when when you're watching it. Perfect. Did you win on the high side? Did you win on the bottom? Where did you go? I won about the third groove up. I found a groove up there that uh, seems to be a, a rocket for, for, my, for my liking anyway. Well, so much for that. Everybody knows that now they'll be up there. Good luck trying to get that spot back next time you're out. Probably shouldn't have told them, but that's okay because I, I don't tell them everything. <laughs> you still got to make the car work up there. Yeah, exactly. I bet. I imagine Ranger followed you up there. I can guarantee he loves <laughs> he loves the high side. Funny is uh, Trevor actually figured out a line because Ranger and I were down low in one and two, and then Trevor was getting a big run on us in, in turn two up high, and and uh, he got by me, and then all of a sudden I figured it out, and, and then he didn't have anything for me, and then and then he mistakenly showed Ranger, and then all of a sudden <laughs> Ranger was doing it too, and uh, so yeah, it's tricks of the trade. If somebody's got something on it, you watch them to see where they're getting at, and, and then everybody's doing it right. Well, exactly. Hey, congratulations on the win. Uh, you're at the racetrack now or on your way to the Speedway. Anybody that's out in that BC area, out near Penticton Speedway, get your butt to the Speedway tonight. They are going to go green. How much time we got before they go green? 
About seven minutes. About seven minutes. You haven't got long, kid. Get in there and make sure you let everybody know Race Time Radio says hey, and we will be out there with you one day, buddy. Right on. I'm looking forward to it, guys. You betcha. That's Riley Siebert. He went to Victory Lane and uh, back to the Speedway again tonight. Out there now to watch. Uh, but how cool is that? The Speedway is up and running. That's what they wanted to do. That's what Trev was talking about and uh, working so hard on Junior all the way through. Kind of cool when a plan comes together. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, while we're talking about racing that happened uh, uh, this past weekend, uh, Sunset did get out of the box today with the super late models, the hot rods, and and as well the mods. Uh, You know, Taylor Holdaway went to victory lane in the modified race. Uh, The hot rods, uh, it, it was taken home. Um, the, the hot rod portion of, of the event was Jesse Kennedy, uh, with the 10 car, uh, and then Ethan Corney in the 51. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so in the the super late, so, uh, good, good, good on over at sunset there. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. Got to remind you, Wednesday night, it's the Wednesday night Dash for Cash special at Sobble Speedway. Uh, this is Speed Week North. It is kicking in. We got Wednesday night, the Dash for Cash, Saturday night, the APC Series, and Sunday night, the Pro Late Model Beat the Heat 150. It all happens at Sobble Speedway this coming weekend. Uh, you don't want to miss it. See you out there Wednesday night. For Susie here in the Race Time Radio studio, got to thank Sue for hooking us up with everybody. Scotty back in Toronto. He's junior. I'm senior. And that is, that. is that's it for us tonight. We got no more for you. Actually, we're out of time. And we got to hand the keys back to Sirius XM. Have a good night, everybody, and we'll catch you next week right here on Race Time Radio. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 